I'm Michelle Ely from the Starlight Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 217 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss creating supplemental content for your show's topic. In place of this week's Better Podcasting download, we have a special announcement to do with the future of Better Podcasting. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we hear from one bearded Canadian who I make angry. Lauren, start the show now. We have a How I Save My Podcast story to get to that might have to do with today's topic. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Yes, this is episode 217 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say that I am back podcasting again with SP this week. It's fun to be podcasting with you, Stephen, especially on a different night, especially the night after I ended a show. You know, this is uh, the recovery period. This was good to schedule this the night after the last Starling Tribune. So I would have something to hold on to that wasn't just my microphone. Yes, for those of you that haven't been following this all this time, uh, this is something that uh, Stargate Pioneer and his co-host over on the Starling Tribune decided to wind down the show this week. They covered the CW TV show Arrow, and that ended, so they thought they would wind it down at the same time. And I did manage to catch most of the live stream last night as you were recording that, uh, even though I was supposed to be watching my children doing swim lessons. However, I did listen to a lot of it. And I have to say that uh, you did a phenomenal job, all three of you. I think it was an excellent balance of usual content coverage, coverage about the winding down of the television show and coverage about the winding down of the Starling Tribune. So kudos to all three of you over there and an extra kudos for you because you gave the listeners a little nod to the history of the Starling Tribune as you put together a special three-minute intro, which I thought was great. And we don't usually advocate three-minute intros, but for your final episode, screw the rule book is what I'll say. It was a montage for sure in the intro, and it was fun. We might talk about it in a future episode, so I won't go in depth in it here. So that's how I ended a podcast. But now we're going to talk about how somebody saved their podcast because we got an email from Mr. Sean Rowe of the Resonant Restoration podcast, really before the podcast started. Talked about it last time, but this is an email that we've been saving specifically for the topic of this show. So here we go. I'm going to read it in my normal Stargate Pioneer SP reading voice. So you ready here, Stephen? I'm always ready for you to read to me, especially when it's bedtime and I call you up and you're like, Stephen, I'm sleeping, but I'll still read to you. I don't know who you're hearing at that point in time because I've never answered a phone call from you at your bedtime. My God, it's so late. Anyway. Sean goes and starts. He says, hi, Stephen and Stargate. I've been listening to Better Podcasting podcast for about six months now. My name is Sean from the Future Resonant Restoration podcast. 
I'm launching the Resident Restoration Podcast in 2020. I've been actively planning the show for the last six months, and I have a good grasp on scheduling and episode themes. I've yet to see a podcast on the subject I am engaged in. I am going to record three episodes and then release those at once and then keep a consistent schedule after that. I've tested my gear, played with Audacity, brainstormed recording redundancies, reading show notes, and other logistics aspects. I'm to the point now where I think I need to just start recording shows and dive in. I have a minimal hardware setup. I'm using pieces from my Music PA gear, plus some things I have laying around. I'll be using a Shure Beta 58 mic with a pop filter, a PV USB mixer. I bought a low-end voice recorder, $150, and I hope to be buying better gear as I progress through the show, such as the Rodecaster Pro and a better voice recorder for mobility. I am feeling like a large important piece is the continuing education and trial by errors and experience. I'm still trying to understand legalities and practical ways to cover conferences in the future, ways to engage guest speakers more effectively, and ways to record calls without expensive equipment. I feel a lot more confident about the process after researching and binging your show for the last six months. In the beginning, I even tried an audiobook through Audible about podcasting. It proved mostly useless and dedicated to profits. The advice on your show has been incredible, and I look forward to future episodes and following along. In the, these ways, hopefully, I have saved my podcast before beginning. Thanks, Sean Rowe. Wow, that was a phenomenal email, and we really, really appreciate it. You know, very kind things you said, and that's one of the reasons why we do better podcasting is help people start their podcasts and feel comfortable starting podcasts and Quite the compliment you gave us. So first off, let me just go ahead and say thank you very much. Now, as for the actual how I saved my podcast portion itself, you nailed it on the head there. Uh, definitely, Sean, sometimes you just got to get going. You just got to make it happen. You get to the point that you feel you've checked enough checkboxes and you got to get going. That is a push that sometimes I have feared to get over starting projects. And it's a hard, hard thing to get over. And unfortunately... Sometimes you just got to face the music, feel uncomfortable, do it, and then throw out that episode and do episode one again. You know, sometimes it's the way it happens and uh, it is a hard thing to do. But kudos to you for even recognizing that that's the next step. And again, thank you very much, Sean. I want to thank Sean for sending this in. It was great to receive this email right around the end of the year. Like I said, we had planned to read this email a little bit sooner, but we wanted to wait for this particular show. And one of the things that I want to point out is that even though you might think you've got everything, all your ducks in a row, and you've waited 18 months to drop your first episode, publish your first episode, I, 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 let me tell you, things are going to change in the podcast space. So you're going to make some changes along the way anyway. So unless you start and start podcasting, you're not going to know what changes you need to make, whether it's with your audio gear, whether it's with your distribution system. Whether it's with your topic, you're just not going to know until you start podcasting. So definitely go out there and start podcasting like Sean has indicated that he was going to do. Question for you, SP. Quest. When do you pick it up? You said you have to drop your first episode. Do you pick it up? Yes, you drop it and then you pick it up and then you drop it and you pick it up again and you drop it and then you pick it up and you continue that for 10 repetitions and you do those 10 repetitions for three sets and you've just done some amazing exercise with your first podcast. Are you starting a fitness podcast as well? 
So January has come and gone, and that means you're a month into your 2020 podcasting goals. But here's the question. Do you have goals? Have you set them for yourself? Well, whether you set goals or not, it's really a good time right now as January concludes to take a look at what you had set out for your podcast or the general ideas that you had in your head of what you wanted to accomplish with your podcast for 2020. And ask yourself, have you even thought about these within the last month? Because if you haven't even thought about them even once within the last month, then you probably need to rethink the strategy that you're applying to accomplishing things with your podcast, because the one that you're using now is obviously not keeping these ideas on your mind. And next thing you know, it's December 2020. But here's the more important question. How are you feeling about the ideas that you set for yourself? Maybe the goals or the ideas that you had for your podcast weren't really the best ones in retrospect. And now it's kind of a good time to regroup and reassess how you're feeling about those goals and those ambitions. Recently, in the past couple months, we talked about some revisions that you may want to do if you're going to work on your show, maybe some ideas that you could do if you're going to take a break with your show. But today, we want to throw out a bit of another idea that's kind of related to this. Are there any other complementary components that you want to work on to do with your show and if you want to work on those, how will they affect your podcast? Now, you might be saying to yourself, Stephen, SP, this really sounds like a topic that you should have done towards the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. It's the end of January. Why are you doing it now? Well, because number one, we just said it's a good time to reflect. But number two, because we did want to do this a little bit earlier, but we had to wait a little bit. So we'll just leave it at that till we get there. SP. Why don't you start us off here? Let's begin by talking a little bit about how you can determine what sort of non-podcast projects that you may want to consider that could complement your podcast. With there being so many different possibilities of ways that you can complement your podcast, how exactly do you hone in on what you want to work on? To help answer this question, we think it's important that you visit way back to the concept of our very first podcast, the topic of your show. The chances are that when you choose the topic of your show, you chose something that you were passionate about, but it probably went beyond that. As you are creating a lot of content around the topic, you probably had a specific concept or a mission of what you wanted to accomplish by doing that show. There was probably something that you thought you could offer an audience within the space of your niche that you felt they'd find beneficial. This is a good place to start. What was the goal of creating your podcast? Consider things like, why did you make it? Was there something that you hoped to change? How has your mission been going since you started your show? And heck, do you even feel like you've largely accomplished the mission that you started out to do anyway? And I should say right now, if you set as one of your mission goals to grow a beard as fast as Stargate Pioneer, the video viewers will know that that's just not possible. Seriously, he shaves an hour later, full beard. It's insane. It's crazy. It's nasty. Uh, let me tell you. Okay. Reflecting on these things can be a great starting point for project considerations. For example, perhaps you created a podcast about woodworking. Perhaps your goal was to help carve out. <laughs> you get what I said there, carve out. Huh? Uh, a space in the niche that gave people the power of knowing that they could learn skills to be done on a hobbyist budget. 
If you're feeling like you've made good progress with this and built a decent listenership, perhaps it's a good opportunity to consider if there's more that you could offer them by expanding on some of these concepts. Could you start offering some informal Q&A sessions? Could you create some how-to videos that expand on the concepts that you've laid in the foundation with your podcast? After all, it can sometimes be a little hard to provide detailed instructions just in an audio medium. We've discovered this on Better Cop Podcasting on quite a few incidents. Perhaps there is even some written content that you could offer people about this. Review your favorite tools, recommendations on finishing methods, or perhaps different types of varnishes. <laughs> There's a callback for the long-term listeners. Ultimately, as you consider some of these additional projects, we'd recommend that you consider how they tie into your show and your show's topic. What sort of things can you do that offer additional content for those that are seeking this additional content beyond just your audio podcast? Once you've decided on these, you can then decide how exactly they are going to impact your show. Consider things like, will they replace any of that content within your podcast? And if so, how are you going to fill that void within your podcast? You might not need to. You might just need to condense your podcast. How are you going to promote the additional projects that you're working on within your show? Again, because they're an extension of your show, you got to consider how you're going to try to get some of that audience over to that. Are they something that do tie directly into your show where you can give a basic concept or a basic idea on your show and then point people towards that additional content to delve into it more? Or is it going to be something else where you're going to have to look a little bit of a round peg in a square hole? Yes, I know I said that backwards. And most importantly, how are you going to find the time to do these endeavors? If this is something that occasionally you're going to do, maybe you can squeeze that into your usual schedule. Like maybe usually you have something else going on and you know that gets canceled occasionally. Well, you can use that time instead. But if it is something that is routine, you need to figure out how are you going to make changes with your schedule in order to accommodate that? And that might involve making changes to your podcast itself. Is your podcast going to be shorter? Is it going to have a different release schedule? Are you going to schedule more breaks within the release? Or maybe you're going to switch the format altogether to something like a seasonal format where there are batches of episodes throughout the year. Every podcaster's schedule is different, and hobby podcasters sometimes have a lot more of a time crunch than non-hobby podcasters because of all of the schedule balancing that's happened. It's important, though, as you consider these changes to think about what the potential negative impact will be to your life and possibly your podcast. And how are you going to overcome that? For example, if you're concerned about dwindling engagement, perhaps you can make a more conscious effort to interact with people directly through other channels, maybe tweet or Facebook or Instagram more, basically just supplementing that engagement other places. Of course, there are a whole bunch of other considerations you may have to work to to execute on your additional content plans. What other groundwork do you need? Are there images? Do you need artwork? Do you need website work? Do you need logos? Do you need stingers and bumps, etc.? This will widely vary depending on the specific project that you're going to work on, so we can't go through these point by point. But if you decide that you are going to do some projects to complement your show, we'd also recommend that you come up with a way that you can measure the success. 
especially if it's going to affect your podcast, your main show. Consider things such as how is it affecting your podcast? Is it affecting it positively or negatively? How are the downloads looking? Are you receiving feedback about your new endeavors? Are those new projects helping you achieve your mission that you set out to do with your podcast to begin with? Do you need to refresh things occasionally? What are you going to do to drive people to that specific content? Because now you have to promote that content in addition to your main podcast. Essentially, many of the things that you consider with your core podcast, you're going to need to consider also with your side projects. As you evaluate these success factors with your complementary content, you should also have an idea of whether you want to continue with them or if they are something that you tried didn't work, perhaps it's time to move on. And it's also a good idea while you think about these, setting a bit of a schedule for when you want to evaluate those success factors so that you actually have a marker in your calendar and you don't just get caught up with the fact that you're creating all of this additional content or these extra projects and you just get stuck in the cycle. So try to set yourself a goal of when exactly you want to review these success factors. Now let's move on here a little bit towards the uh, next point, the sort of announcement. And it's all to do with our show and our decisions. We originally created this show as a way to help represent the hobby podcaster within the niche of podcasts about podcasting. There were so many podcast advice shows that we saw that had a large presence to do with business, affiliate links, or just other ways of making money, different tools, other merchandise that was being sold, all of these things. And as a whole, we felt that this was a little bit of excluding towards the hobby podcaster. But little did we know when we would start this, that we would end up eventually having people interact with us, contacting us, even quoting us who were both hobby podcasters and also not hobby podcasters. It's crazy how much interaction we have. And I never would have guessed it, SP. No, the support that we felt over the years has been absolutely surreal for both of us. Every piece of feedback that we get helps us show that we're accomplishing what we set out to do to begin with back in 2015 to help give podcasters the tools that they need to make a better podcast. It's also surreal for us how often people turn to us for advice or similarly tell us they took our advice and share the success that they've had. This happens on Twitter, on our discords. We get private emails about this all the time, and it's phenomenal every time that we get any part of those feedback or requests for help. We are so happy to be able to do this for everyone while honestly having a ton of fun along the way, actually doing better podcasting. But Stephen and I love to podcast and this just is right up our alley, better podcasting. And all of the better podcasting interaction is a top highlight for both of us each week when we get it, because it's the main thing that we're doing for fun. In addition to our other shows, I mean, podcasting is something we do for fun and the interaction shows that better podcasting is making a difference for a lot of people. And we appreciate that. We really want to do more to help podcasters. We really do. We talk about this all the time. You know, if you read between the lines of some of the examples that both of us just gave, especially the woodworking portion, it was actually written about us. I know we didn't hide it very well. Whenever we talk about a woodworking podcast, we're either talking about Diami Plocky or we're talking about better podcasting. 
There is only so much we can cover in the weekly one hour show, even with our video companion that we have. There are some topics that we want to touch on that just wouldn't make for good content on the show. Some examples over the years that we've done some other content where we explain more detailed processes. We've had headphone comparisons breakdowns. We've explained how to use XSplit and OBS for video recording. We've recovered tracks from a Zoom recorder when you forgot to hit stop and took the SD card out. We've experienced Magic Movie Studio and taught people how to use the feature tips in the new versions. There's been a ton that we've done and some inside baseball. Often when we have somebody ask us a question, we do our best to explain it, but also cite an episode where possible if we've covered it, but we've noticed an upswing with people looking for more detailed information from us that we have not covered in the podcast. This past Christmas break, we both got together and took our own advice that we've talked about on the show. We had a frank discussion about better podcasting, what worked, what didn't work, and other ambitions that we had for the show. And what this all boiled down to is that we want to start offering more additional resources to podcasters. The how I save my podcast story that we just had at the top of the show really, really hit home to us as we had this conversation. It really helped frame the conversation. And we kind of thought a little bit about a lot of the different uh, interactions that we've had over the past little while that were very similar to this interaction. And it really helped us realize that we want to do more to help enable people with their podcasts through more avenues than just this podcast. It's really a driving factor for our better podcasting mission is helping enable people to start podcasting. So we had a little bit of a discussion about the mission of better podcasting and what we were doing with it now. And at this time, we do feel that we have to evolve a little further to help continue that mission. We want to continue to advocate for hobby podcasters. We want to state that it's okay to not make money from your podcast. We want to help hobby podcasters make their podcast better, thus the name better podcasting. And we want to continue to give hobby podcasters a voice within the podcast about podcasting space and the other general podcast advice space. So what are we going to do to help accommodate these goals of ours? Well, we don't have time to continue creating additional quality content to the show while also doing the podcast as we do it now. We know ourselves and we know that we're going to burn out if we try to add all of this extra stuff onto our plate while also continuing to do our show as we do it now. We are hobby podcasters. It says it at the beginning of the show. We have full-time jobs, and we're not podcast consultants or marketers or editors or other podcast entrepreneurs that have the ability to work these extra projects into their usual day job because their day job is to do with podcasting. All of our podcast endeavors happen outside of our regular day job hours. So what are we going to do, SP? Instead, we're going to try to make some changes to our show, and the first will be a bi-weekly release, meaning we'll be releasing this show every other week. What this will allow is some free time for us to chip away at some of these other projects in the off week. Now, we want to make something clear right now. It's not going to be a one-to-one -one replacement. What I mean by this is you're not getting a video one week, a podcast the other. 
some of the projects that we have in mind and are already in the hopper are going to take some research, planning, and multiple weeks of shooting, filming, and recording. So sometimes you may see nothing released on one of these weeks. Others, you may see even more than one. It's going to be a variety of content, too. We're going to be talking about videos. We're going to be talking about articles, perhaps even some other form of an audio project. Some of this will be standalone pieces. Others will be extra content related to a specific episode that we're doing. It's going to be a variety of things. But, Stephen, you are the architect behind this. We need a singular place to store all of this. Yes, and so we're pleased to announce that we're bringing back a dedicated website for better podcasting. The longtime listeners and viewers might know that we originally started out with a dedicated podcast website, but then we thought that it made more sense to just roll it in with the Gunna Geek website. And when you went to betterpodcasting.com, it took you over to Gunna Geek. Well, we are rolling out and have rolled out a new website called betterpodcasting.com, right? Because that's the URL. And so if you go there, you're going to see a fairly basic website as it stands right now. It's really in its infancy. And we have pulled some of the information to do with podcasting that we have previously posted on Gunna Geek. And a lot of it links back to Gunna Geek just because it's not a good idea to duplicate content across two websites. Just I'll, I'll save the techno mumbo jumbo but you'll at least be able to see it and then quickly hop over. And that's where we're going to start housing this information. And you're going to start seeing this new content actually released right to there. In fact, we thought we should start with something that was right there to do with better podcasting. And it's going to take you way back to episode 214. I know that was forever ago, the beginning of January, right? Well, it almost seems like that now, yeah. <laughs> During this episode, I made a mistake. The long story short is that I didn't record myself isolated on my end. This would have been a how I save my podcast story, but honestly, I'm just going to work it into the segment rather than make it a how I save my podcast story. So what happened was I had to go and I had to fix that. And in order to fix that, I had to re-record some different elements to do with the video side of things because of the fact that the only track that I had recorded of myself also had music over it. So to separate that, I had to do some re-recording and get a little creative with the editing. Well, like I said, usually that would have been a how I say my podcast story, but I actually created a bit of a walkthrough that is now on betterpodcasting.com that showed me going through these steps. You see me make mistakes as I'm re-recording the sections, and then I go in and I show a little bit about how I edited it all together to put together the final episode of Better Podcast that you heard, episode 214. And that's the sort of thing that we want to be able to do, where we might have a How I Save My Podcast story, and we can talk briefly about it on here like we usually would, but then hopefully we can get some extra resources out there so people who might have that same mistake or have something similar can go and see a further explanation of what we did. It's things like this that we want to do. True story. I didn't realize what Steven was doing until he sent me this video to view. And I was like, oh, dude, we could do this in movie studio or XSplit. And he's like, yeah, we can. And I already knew that, but I had no idea that he had not only done that for Better Podcasting 214, but he had done it before. Because in truth, I had listened to Better Podcasting number 214 in my car before he told me that he fixed it in the way he fixed it. So it was really neat to see. However, there are a couple of quirks that we're still working on with this whole process. For example, the long archive page of our podcast doesn't have the YouTube embed yet. 
and it is a singular long archival page. But we are working on these things actively, and we look forward to your suggestions as we continue website development. We will still be streaming at www.geeks.live. That is whenever we are recording. We are not going to be streaming on betterpodcasting.com. It will be geeks.live still. Additionally, because we both value our live and non-live audiences, we want to make sure that we continue to offer something to our live audience. So what we're going to do is in the off weeks where we don't have a dedicated podcast, we're going to be doing a very quick and raw live show. Sometimes it could be Q&A. Other times it could be a little musing about something big that's happened in that past week that's podcast related in some way, shape or form. To be clear, during the off weeks, this live broadcast will be short and raw, meaning that it won't be the same as you see in our normal show. And yes, we'll still make a podcast out of it so you still get to listen to it later, but it is going to be different and it's going to be a separate feed. But speaking of live, we've also had a change on that, haven't we, Stephen? Yes, we have. A while back, I think it was November, we had a couple of weeks that we had to go and record on a different date. Usually we record this live on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Well, we wanted to take this opportunity to try something that seemed to initially work well. And it's that we're going to try doing the stream still at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time but on Tuesdays instead, because we did this on a couple Tuesdays and we had several people show up and say that Tuesdays work better for them. So starting next week, we're going to do these live streams on Tuesdays and being frank, being transparent, it does work a little bit better for my current personal schedule, but I was committed to still making Wednesdays work. But uh, it is something that given we had several people say Tuesdays seem to work a little better, we're going to try that. We're going to give it a shot. Now, the bi-weekly release is something that we've got on our mind for 2020, like just being transparent. That's where we're at. The Tuesday live recording, we're going to reassess a little bit sooner because we do know that live is a very particular thing. And sometimes moving days is just a disaster. Trust us, we've done that on different shows and, and seen it. So we're going to give it a try. We're going to see. But if we go back to Wednesdays, that's that's why. So we're going to start with that on Tuesdays, which is as of this Tuesday, which is February 4th, 2020. And again, the way it's going to work, that will be a regular release. The week after that will be a short live show and continuing forward. The other thing that I want to mention right now is there's going to be some times where we're going to go. We're going to say, hey, guess what? Next week, there's going to be a regular show and it's just going to depend on what is in the hopper? There could be a case occasionally where we do put an extra release out in the feed. That's the flexibility that we want to have by going to bi-weekly so that we can cover the things that we do truly feel is going to benefit hobby podcasters. And sometimes it might be we got to do an extra regular release this week. For example, if you look at our tradition in December where we do two gear episodes, if you think about that, does it really make sense for December? to be only gear episodes? No. So when it gets to December, we'll probably have an extra release that week so that we can end up having multiple topics covered in the month of December. So we're looking forward to trying this out. Again, as we said, we think it's important that you have a phase and you've established a phase to reassess to see if this is accomplishing your mission. SP and I have talked about that offline. We have this in our mind and we're going to give this all a try and see how it goes. 
And there's the potential that in 2021, we go back to the way that it was before, or we do further changes. This is something that we think podcasts are ever evolving and you have to ever evolve them for your mission. So we are being transparent with you because we know a lot of times you learn about podcasting through the things that we do and sometimes the actions we take on this show. So we're being a little more transparent than usually I think people would be with their podcast audience. And we haven't ruled out going back to the way things are now in terms of our release schedule and our production. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I just freed up some time by ending Starling Tribune. Some of that time is going to be reinvested into Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Some of that time is going to be reinvested in better podcasting. Some of that time is going to be reinvested back into my life. So we'll see how this whole thing hands out in 2020. I'm excited to see where it goes. Because we're making all of these changes, though, SP, maybe it's a good opportunity for us to start a paywall. So should we start a paywall where in order to see the full beard on you, they have to pay? Otherwise, it's just masked like Wilson from Home Improvement. What do you think? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I could do daily beard updates and <laughs> we could. Yeah, it's it's we can measure the actual hair follicle and then measure the hair, you know. Uh, true story beards actually don't grow uniform some places on the face grow faster than others so we could actually chart that it could be a scientific experiment i'm all in there's no paywall okay no paywall let's just make that clear right now <laughs> to reiterate from the top of the show what you should have done at the beginning of the year is take a look at why you are doing your show and take a look at why you want to make changes if you do and take a look at what other resources you might want to create and why. We were talking about other complementary creative things, another YouTube channel, perhaps a separate website dealing with a specific topic in your niche. And you want to set goals and reevaluate them for the future. So we hope that you'll go on this ride and continue to go on this ride with us as we try to offer more content for podcasters, both hobby podcasters and not hobby podcasters so that we can continue to enable people to start podcasts. It's a real important thing to SPNI. And thank you to everybody who supported us so far and everybody that continues to support us as we go through this change. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. Steven sent a tweet out earlier on this week. He said, hey, I'll, we'll be doing at Better Pod on Friday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time at Geeks.Live. Hope to see there, you there. Stargate Pioneer and I may have some news. We got some initial responses to that. One was from Heather at Sunpower Cuts, I believe. It's Sunshine and Power Cuts. And she said, hopefully good news with the sunshine. Yeah, I love the sunshine with Heather, too, right? Yeah. And then... Chris from Play Comics Podcast came back and said they found a way to make the beard be able to stay year round. Can I just say I love how my like off the cuff beard comments have have turned into a thing for better podcasting. Uh, it's quite amazing. And I think that you personally uh, made it worse by commenting on it because like every time you shave or grow the beard back, you come on here and you comment on it. So I, I think that you have solidified it. And so uh, seriously, uh, apparently the beard is the thing now. How can you not comment on it? It's a visual thing and people that are listening to the podcast can't see it. So they need to know what the shock of the audience is as they're watching it on YouTube or live. <laughs> 
or on Twitch or wherever we're streaming Facebook. <laughs> we also received another tweet from at PDX underscore podcast, which is the Visit Portland podcast. They said, enjoying the at Better Pod podcast, appreciate the insight into industry and actionable tips, invaluable to a new podcaster who want to go beyond what mic should I buy? Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. By the way, what microphone that you get is important, but then there's other stuff to worry about too. So we like both sides of the question. We also had a feedback from Josh Liston on our Discord server. Josh said, have you guys ever sold a piece of gear that you now wish you would have kept? I sold a bad cat, hot cat, 30 guitar head about 10 years ago. And man, I still wish I had that little beast. I also wish I had my old SM7B microphone as I'm bringing on a female co-host for one of my shows. And that mic always sounded great on female voices. Josh, I don't disagree with you because my co-host on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., Lauren, she uses the Sure SM7B. I will say it takes a lot of gain. So you got to make sure that you have it dialed in correctly. But yeah, it sounds great on a female voice. I also responded on Discord and I said, I haven't regretted selling any of my gear brackets because I tend to be a pack rat. And when I finally sell, I'm pretty much exhausted all options of it and bracket. The closest would probably be my Nexus 5, which for you, those of you who aren't familiar, that's a cell phone, which while I don't regret it per se, did come up with a bit of, I, I did come up with a bit of a use for it about six months after selling it. And that's too bad about the 7B. Now I wish I'd bought it off you. I wouldn't have sold it back, but I could have at least sent you daily photos of me kissing it. Yes, that, I did respond to Josh on that because when he sold that, I almost bought it. I almost bought it off of him. And uh, I think it would have been great to send him like almost ransom photos. Just me. Oh, Josh, I got your microphone. You are a little <laughs> vindictive like that, but I'm surprised you said kissing because kissing is not your thing. Licking, however, is your thing. That's true. I just I, I wanted to keep it PG. That's all. OK. <laughs> Jonathan Bloom also replied and he said, I am trying something new, moving my podcasting setup to be a standing desk. I've heard many benefits of speaking while standing, especially in intensity. Stephen, we're both all for this. Standing desks would be great. I unfortunately cannot use one in my setup. Yeah, you know, I won't be getting a standing desk anytime soon. However, I have thought about once I get some things changed around, maybe adding one of those risers eventually, because it really wouldn't be that hard for me to have my camera higher. The way that I've got it on this boom arm, I could totally do it. Um, the thing is, though, that you need to think about all of the things that come with having a stand disc. If you're going to podcast, how are you going to position your microphone? Do you have any gear that needs to be off of it? Is it something that you are going to be able to stand for that long? Because some people who don't stand regularly, let's be honest, there's a lot of jobs that are sit down. You might find as you're recording, you start to get a little bit uh, uh, exhausted because you're not used to standing. You might have aches. So you got to think about all of these little things. But uh, I have a stand desk at my workplace. I love it. I love the flexibility to sit and stand. I find it very, very important. And I have definitely thought about it with my studio. But I like my desk configuration too much. I would need to have an independent moving ability. I have an up-down desk at work as well. And the one thing that I will say, and Stephen, I don't know if you have one or not, but I went out and bought a advanced standing desk mat 
and it's very cushioned, which is necessary, but it's also got different things that I can roll my feet on or stretch or stuff like that. It's not just a mat. It's got ridges and valleys and little pop-up uh, circular spheres and stuff like that. So it actually is very beneficial to keep you moving throughout the day and not just standing. And I guess the ultimate panacea would be have a treadmill desk, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I'd want a podcast from a treadmill desk, but the mat, the standing mat that I have, and I'll link it on my Twitter feed is very, very conducive to work and keeping you active as you're working. I still have to sit down. Standing desks are not meant to stand all day, by the way. You are supposed to sit down part of the day, but I do enjoy the stand-up desk. And every day I'm at work and I'm standing up, I'm like, geez, I wish I could podcast like this. And I just can't the way my desk is. I regularly hit the treadmill. And by that, I mean, I have a storage container next to it. And sometimes I run into the treadmill when I have to get to that storage container, then I hit it. So, yeah. And lastly, let's talk about an email that SP made someone mad. I know I'm the one that usually makes people mad. I'm the one that people write the bad feedback about and go, Steven, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm the one that gets the hate emails that say you suck, not SP. But today, SP, the tables have turned and people are mad at you. We had a message from Scott Sikora from, oh, hold on. What is this? This is the beard cast, the beard caster, actually. Steven, I was just checking out your latest episode of Better Podcasting. I think we really need to let SP know about some amazing Canadian beards. Here is the latest episode of Talking Beards. This is my podcast slash live show that is all about facial hair in an entertainment slash news style. We cover beard-related issues and talk to bearded people who are making a difference out in the community. I am a, currently a national champion in the goatee category, and my co-host is a former world champion beardsman. Our show is meant to educate and entertain anyone who is remotely interested in facial hair, to which Scott sent me a Facebook link, and I set up a short link because it is on Facebook. I called it geeks.link slash beardbook. So geeks.link slash beardbook. And uh, I, I, it's phenomenal. I am very impressed with the beard. And uh, I know you've reached out to us in the past, but I appreciated the little nudge because I completely agree. I think that SP needs to realize there are Canadians with amazing beards. In fact, the fact that Canadians are always so darn cold we put many people to shame in the beard category. It's just the way that it is. I think SP just doesn't realize that the true bearded love comes from Canardia. So why does your beard suck so much, SK? <laughs> because I don't live in the cold part of Canada. I've made that very clear over the years. I see. I would imagine Canadians, as Minnesotans, have tremendous beards. And uh, yeah, that's where the lumberjack comes from. Yeah, you have the final shirt, you have the beard, and you know, either called Santa Claus or a lumberjack. Been there, done that. Anyway, Scott finishes off his email and he says, thanks for your time. Love your show, guys. Scott, thank you very much for your email. It was hilarious when Stephen finally shared it with me. <laughs> and I have to say as well, I learned all sorts of new things. Like there is national champions of beards. That's impressive and incredible. I had no idea 
in the goatee category. That's something I've never tried yet. The goatee. I don't know. You think I should try that? The goatee in the spring? You know, I've done it before and uh, yeah. it's absolutely true. You look absolutely like the evil version of yourself. It's There's no question about that. It's <laughs> fair. So thank you for sending that. And maybe the beard cast gives you something that you can think of now that you go, okay, that would make a good podcast because let's be honest, that is a very unique niche. So think outside the box when you're thinking about starting your podcast. You never know what you're going to come up with. Just remember, we'll be a normal show next week. The week after, we will have a live show and we're looking for interaction from the audience at that. We will remind everybody at the end of next show, but we are looking forward to these changes. We're looking forward to your feedback about all these changes, especially your feedback about the extra content as we start to create it. So thank you very much to everybody that's already provided enough feedback for us to even consider this change. And we look forward to what's coming in the next few months. So on that note, for episode number 217 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, yep, there's a video version of how I said my podcast over at betterpodcasting.com. And we want your feedback on that. Please give us a suggestion for the website. And I'm SP saying you have saved the city. That's an arrow tie-in. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.